few years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome in to another episode of the It's You Tell World podcast. Tom is normally alongside Steve Bartle, but not today. It's just me. It'll be a swift episode of the It's Utah's World, we'll dive into the big topic of the week. The Pac-12 has a new commissioner, and boy, is it worth talking about. How will 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 George Klyavkov? Boy, I hope I said that right. How will he impact the University of Utah in particular, the Utah Athletics Department? What did Mark Harlan have to say about the hiring? And where's the conference at now, as it relates to other? Power 5 conferences, and what did we learn about the introductory press conference from George himself? That's the name I'm going to give him, his first name being George, that's uh, that's who who I'm going to refer to him as during this episode. So it's it's certainly exciting. Before we do get into all of that, however, big shout out to Nate Wade Subaru, 1207 South Main Street. Uh, If you're vaccinated, uh, get on down there, get on down there and see what they've got See what sort of inventory they've got in the parking lot, uh, the sort of deals that you can get, um, and and just the customer service, the experience. It's well worth your time, I promise. If you, even if you're not all that serious about buying a car, uh, I, I still believe that that it's well worth the trip just to see what they've got. Sometimes their deals are better than many many realize. Uh, and in fact, if you're driving a, a Subaru right now. And yet you want to get into one of the newer models, then uh, you ought to call them uh, because they they could make that happen for you for a payment uh, about the same as what you're paying now, or even less, which doesn't make a ton of sense. But uh, they're trying to help everybody out, so see what they're all about. All right, George Klyavkov. Here's the deal: he's 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 joining uh, the Pac-12. He's joining as commissioner from MGM. Sports and Entertainment, uh, where he oversaw the gigantic company that is MGM, obviously located in Vegas, home to MGM resorts, uh, there's betting involved, anything sports, anything entertainment affiliated, uh, George has, George Klyavkov has, has experience in that realm, he's also spent time uh, at NBC Universal, he's done stuff with Hulu, so he's been in the entertainment industry for quite a while now, and uh, now he'll be obviously uh, uh, undertaking a, an incredibly large role as the Pac-12 commissioner. 
despite not really having much higher education uh, experience. Yeah, he, he really hasn't had much experience working with universities. A lot of his work has been done uh, in the entertainment field. So that's that, that's interesting. I think that's worth talking about. Obviously, the Oregon president, Mr. Schill, talked and, and, and was quoted saying that, that, that George... Klyavkov excelled through all of the interview processes, all of the interviews, um, the extensive search that they conducted, the manner in which he conducted himself, some of the theories and ideas that he brought to the table were unique, um, and he, he, he separated himself from the pack. Um, and I actually, so personally, I really don't mind the hire. I think, I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay. Um... I think he'll do a lot better than Larry Scott did. I I just I don't think that's hard either. So I think any small success that George Klyavkov finds early in his tenure will will be rejoiced by uh, the greater western half of the United States. Uh, and he has a lot of big tasks that he needs to handle early in his tenure. He signed a 5-year deal. Uh, he's 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 as of right now working with the Pac-12 alongside Larry Scott to ensure a smooth transition of power uh, within the conference. And then on July 1st, following Larry Scott's final day on June 30th, uh, George Klyavkov uh, receives the keys to the kingdom. It's all him. And I think uh, I I I mean I'm just intrigued to kind of understand. What are some of the what are some of the immediate changes he's gonna he's gonna do? I, I, he mentioned that before he does anything, he's he's just gonna listen. I imagine he's gonna travel to hopefully every university within the Pac-12, meet with chancellors and presidents and athletic directors and coaches and and hear what they have to say. What do they want? What do they need? What do they like? What don't they like? I mean, you need to know all of these things as a uh, as a commissioner, to then to then be best educated to make a decision, and if he if he does what he says he is going to do, then I think that's a very wise decision by George Klyavkov. Uh I, I think he'll be I think he'll be putting himself in a position to succeed if that's the case. Because at the end of the day, the institutions, the the the, the people in in charge of universities and athletic directors and coaches, people that make big decisions on the daily to further progress the health of, of, of their university. They're the ones that know what, what's going on on the daily. You know, what, what are the challenges of, of uh, Mark Harlan's job? What, what would Coach Whittingham like from a conference standpoint to further progress his program and other programs around the conference? I mean, it's just... They're the people you need to speak to, and then once you've spoken to them, you can make an educated decision. Uh, and and obviously, there are a few decisions that need to be made right off the bat: television rights and a new television deal. It's just around the corner. Uh, so how are you going to how are you going to navigate that mess? Larry Scott was never able to figure it out. There are a large there's a large chunk of the West Coast that still cannot watch their beloved university compete. In any sport, because the Pac-12 Networks is just not widely available for everybody, and that is uh, that, that, that's ludicrous. Uh, if if you want to, if you want to be serious, if you want to be taken serious, you've got to sort that out. 
Um, that That's really step one. And then, uh, you know, I think another interesting step, and, and, and in fact I think this will happen very, very quickly, is the conference headquarters need to get out of San Francisco. Go to Las Vegas. George Klyavkov, I'm sure he's still got a home in Vegas. His family's probably all out there. Uh, he knows Vegas as well as anybody, I'd imagine, given his history with MGM. Um, move to Vegas. The outskirts of Vegas. You know, you don't need to be on the strip, necessarily, but just on the outskirts. You can own a ton of land. Rent will be cheaper. There's a ton of stuff to do for incoming visitors and guests that you need to host. You're never going to have a problem finding them a hotel to stay in. Uh, restaurants are plenty. You know, n- nightlife, whether it be restaurants, bars, clubs, whatever, you know, it's all there for you. And then during the day, there's also a lot to do, whether it be just walking up and down the strip or exploring Vegas. If you leave Vegas, you can go on beautiful hikes, play beautiful golf courses. The weather's always warm, generally speaking, oftentimes too warm, depending on, depending on the time of year. And then, of course, you can host the Pac-12 championship game in Vegas at the brand spanking new Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. Um, and, and, and it would be easily, easily accessible for fans, regardless of where they're coming from, within the Pac-12 to attend, because flights in Vegas are a plenty. Hotels are often rather cheap because they're trying to get you to gamble, and it it just makes sense. Uh, the, the the whole San Francisco thing doesn't. You spend an absolute arm and a leg on rent and mortgage. Pac-12 championship games a joke. Um, I remember Utah when they played there, obviously. I mean, it was so hard. Flights were expensive. Hotels were more so. Tickets to the game, you know, and the, just the experience. The, the, the Levi Stadium kind of in the middle of nowhere, just outside of San Jose, about 10 minutes. Not much going on. You know, sort that out, please. Goodness gracious. Uh, so so they're kind of the two big things for me that I'm going to be most intrigued to see how George Klyavkov handles I also want to know, you know, how's he how's he going to help the conference progress? How is he going to build trust amongst other Power Five commissioners to gain the respect that the Pac-12 deserves? I think the NCAA basketball tournament was a great example of 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 this Cinderella-like story that the Pac-12 is constantly fighting. Um, we have a good product here. We just like to beat ourselves up a lot. Uh, we do it every year, football and basketball. I should also note, there was something else that, that, that Commissioner Klyavkov mentioned, and he said he, he's going to put an emphasis on the revenue-generating sports, which is something that I don't think Larry Scott ever mentioned. What that means for Utah is that, that football, the sport of football, is going to, to have an emphasis placed on it. He is going to do everything in his power to, to put Pac-12 football teams in a position to be seen. This East Coast bias nonsense needs to stop. Um, it happens. I, I, I've never understood why college football Saturdays... I've never understood why games begin on the East Coast. I've never understood why East Coast teams often have noon kickoffs despite them being two hours, three hours, depending on the time of year, ahead of, of the West Coast. Why wouldn't it start on the West Coast and go East? And so by the time, you know, East Coast games are playing, 
West Coast people can watch them because they're back in time. And it's as opposed to a an 11 o'clock kickoff for a West Coast, for a Pac-12 game, if you're in New York City. Nobody on the East Coast is watching that. And if they are, they can barely see straight. It just it doesn't make sense as to why that's taking place. And I don't think Mr. Klyavkov, Commissioner Klyavkov, is going to change that. But, boy, you can, you can certainly help kick off times. I just don't think it's healthy for the Pac-12 to constantly be kicking off at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It just doesn't make sense to me. And so hopefully he can have some sort of say. But he certainly needs the rest of the country to take notice. And, and for him to do that, kickoff times matter. Uh, and, and television stations matter. What sort of national broadcast is Utah and USC going to be on? What, what, what sort of television station is, is Utah, Arizona State going to be on? They're, they're the games that are going to define the Pac-12 South. They're the games that are, gonna, that, that, that are really quite meaningful. And, and so that they need to be on a platform for other people outside of Pac-12 fans to, to be able to view. Uh, because it's good football as well. It's good football. It needs to be watched. So... It's 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 fascinating. I, I'm really excited, uh, to be fair. I, I don't know if he's going to be good. I don't. Uh, and there are people out there that, that'll say on social media that, that they think he's going to be great. The bottom line is they just don't know. Because this guy, very few people know who he is. And so uh, he doesn't have much experience in the field. He's had success at other, at other stops, which is promising. And I'm sure if you speak, or at least I hope if you speak to people that have worked alongside him in the past, they would, they would recommend him as a businessman. Or at least that's, my, that's what I hope. And if that's the case, which I'm sure it is, then of course he's he, he, he could do really well. But the bottom line is nobody knows. And that's kind of what's frightening. Because, because he needs to do well. If he's, if he's another Larry Scott, the, the conference is over. The, the Pac-12 is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to take notice. In fact... If he's another Larry Scott, I wouldn't be surprised if the likes of Oregon, USC, Washington, maybe Utah, other... I wouldn't be surprised if they if they tried to leave. I would not be surprised one bit. So it's a massive, massive undertaking that Klyavkov is, is getting himself into. Uh, and to be quite fair, I can't wait to see how it all goes. I would imagine that for the next handful of months, it'll be reasonably quiet. But right before football season... I have to think that there will be news coming from the conference that changes are being made. And I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I can't wait. I'll do my very best to speak to Mr. Mark Harlan, to speak to Carl Winningham, to speak to people at the University of Utah to see if he's made any headway. But until then, we must wait. We must be patient uh, to see where it all unfolds. Nate Super is our sponsor. That's all That's all it is for uh, for the uh, It's Utah's World podcast this week. We'll be back next week, of course. We'll be talking about, I'm sure, more about the Pac-12 Commissioner release and what Steve has to think about it. And, of course, Utah football. That is our bread and butter. I like you guys. I like you guys a lot. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Play lots of golf. Say hi to friends and family for me. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Bye. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, 
We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.